Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's Wednesday, July 5th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. George Clute is here for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, the latest headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin is up 2% while Ether has gained 3.7% since our last crypto update on June 30th. The narrative remains, the institutions are back, again, as US asset management firms chase the coveted spot Bitcoin ETF. Optimism around its success remains, so crypto trading volumes are on the rise. Notably, the month of June saw a rise in trading volumes, the first time in three months. The combined spot and derivative trading volumes on centralized exchanges climbed 14% to $2.71 trillion. That's the first monthly increase since March. Still, spot trading volumes remain at historically low levels with volumes coming in at the end of Q2 2023 at the lowest levels since Q4 2019. We're also seeing dwindling correlations between Bitcoin and by extension crypto with US stock indices. According to data tracked by crypto derivatives analytics firm Block Shoals, the 90-day correlation between Bitcoin and the Nasdaq 100 and S&P 500 is at its lowest level since July 2021. The data shows that both the Nasdaq 100 and the S&P 500 are at about 0.05 correlation coefficients, which plops Bitcoin firmly in the uncorrelated band. It's interesting to see this uncorrelatedness in the face of reinvigorated institutional interest. And a last bit of crypto market analysis for those of you who like the shapes charts make. A quote, bullish flag looks to be forming on the Bitcoin chart. Bullish flags look like flags on a chart. The pole is made up of a big price move up and the flag is made up of the price sitting around a tight range for some time. The flag is supposed to represent the absence of selling pressure, and since Bitcoin has been around the $30,000 level since June 21st, there's a bit of optimism in the air regarding crypto markets due to this lack of selling pressure. Today's crypto market coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk markets analysts Lila Ledesma and Amkar Goodbole. Bitcoin is currently trading at $30,284, while Ether is trading at $1,831 per token, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And shifting to the traditional markets. 
In the US, the Dow Industrial Average is down 0.2%, the S&P 500 is up 0.1%, and the Nasdaq Composite added 0.3% since our last show. In Europe, the regional stocks 600 and London's FTSE 100 lost almost 1%, and Germany's DAX ceded 1.3%. In Asia, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index is up 1%, the Shanghai Composite put on 0.7%, and Japan's Nikkei 225 increased 0.5%. In commodities markets, Brent crude, that's the international benchmark for oil, added 2%, trading hands at $76.68 per barrel. Gold is also up, having added 1.1% and is currently priced at $1,941 per troy ounce. First Republic, our regional banking crisis litmus test, is down sharply by 20%, trading around $0.58 cents per share on thin trading volume. Today's traditional market coverage draws from MarketWatch. Stay tuned for after the break when we'll take a look at what the institutions and governments are talking about. Back in a minute. Cameron Winklevoss, co-founder of the Gemini Crypto Exchange, tweeted what he described as a, quote, final offer in the debt restructuring talks over the bankrupt digital asset firm Genesis. Before I go further, Genesis is owned by Digital Currency Group and is therefore a sister company of Coindesk. On Monday, Winklevoss took to Twitter to post an open letter to Barry Silbert, who is a founder of Digital Currency Group, or DCG. After Genesis declared bankruptcy back in January, Gemini has not been able to give some of its customers their money back as the exchange relied on Genesis to accumulate yield on behalf of customers. In the letter, Winklevoss bemoaned delays on the part of DCG to come up with a satisfactory plan to repay Genesis creditors, which includes these customers. Winklevoss tweeted a document titled, Best and Final Offer, July 3rd, 2023, with the outlines of a plan that calls for $1.465 billion of payments and loans denominated in dollars, Bitcoin, and Ether, with a deadline to agree to the deal by 4 p.m. on July 6th. Winklevoss wrote, quote, I write to inform you that your games are over, adding that the consequences of failing to this deal by the deadline could include lawsuits against DCG and Silbert personally, as well as pushing to put DCG into default and working on a non-consensual debt repayment plan. Now, I'm not privy to the gory details of Genesis's bankruptcy proceedings, and if I was, I'd share with you, but I want to make something abundantly clear. Bankruptcy proceedings do not proceed on Twitter. They proceed in courtrooms and in boardrooms. I'm not here in defense of Genesis. In fact, Winklevoss may very well have a point here. It has been six months. Some sort of resolution could very much be expected, but Chapter 11 bankruptcies, the kind that Genesis declared, are predicated on a reorganization, and reorganizations sometimes take time. My take is that Winklevoss is trying to put pressure on Genesis by using his large following to drum up support from the court of public opinion, especially since Gemini earned customers are chock full of regular everyday people. I, for one, am hopeful that a resolution can be reached quickly so that people can get as much of their money back as possible. But I am not optimistic that it will come quickly. I don't think the games are over just quite yet. Bankruptcies take a long time to work out. We'll be keeping an eye on the story for you as it continues to develop. Coindesk's Brad Cowan reports. In other exchange news, a federal court ordered crypto exchange Kraken to turn over accounts and transaction information to the IRS, which said it needed that information to see if any of the exchange's users had underreported their taxes. 
the IRS filed a court petition in the Northern District of California in February, moments after the crypto exchange settled charges with the US SEC alleging that its staking service violated securities law. The tax enforcer alleged that it had issued a summons to Kraken in 2021 that the exchange failed to comply with and was trying to check for tax liabilities for users who transacted in crypto between 2016 and 2020. Now, Kraken must turn over information for users who transacted with more than $20,000 over the course of a calendar year for that year, including the user's name and any pseudonyms, birth date, taxpayer identification number, address, phone number, email address, and a host of other documents. Kraken will also have to provide blockchain addresses and transaction hashes that's already part of transaction data it can share, and it may produce raw data for the IRS. Thankfully, Judge Joseph Spiro, who oversaw the case, appears to have rejected the IRS's effort to also receive employment information and source of wealth from Kraken. The judge wrote, quote, The court must determine whether the government's summons is narrowly tailored, that is, whether it is no broader than necessary to achieve its purpose. Continuing, the information sought in these requests is much broader than what is necessary to achieve that purpose for the vast majority of users, end quote. On the other side, Kraken says it was standing up for its customers with a spokesperson telling Coindesk in a statement that, quote, we fought the IRS because they sought intrusive and unnecessary information about U.S. clients, including IP addresses, employment information, sources of wealth, net worth, and banking details. We appreciate that the court rejected all these demands, recognizing that the IRS requests were much broader than what is necessary. This serves as a reminder that even the most well-intentioned centralized exchange or custodian may have to give up information about you once the IRS comes knocking, even if they don't want to. A reminder to stay diligent with your personal identifying information, even though the government and its agencies have a pretty good idea who you are. Coindesk's Nick Day and Jesse Hamilton have the story. And a quick update on the proposed Bitcoin exchange traded funds that have been pushing this recent Bitcoin rally. On Friday, the Wall Street Journal reported that SEC officials had told representatives of NASDAQ and CBOE that their Bitcoin ETF listing applications were, quote, inadequate, end quote, because they omitted the name of the surveillance sharing partner. Well, applicants refiled, as expected, and they included the name of the surveillance sharing partner. Across the many applicants, BlackRock, Fidelity, Invesco, WisdomTree, VanEck, and ARK Invest, the name of the surveillance sharing partner is Coinbase, a publicly traded company. Surely the SEC won't have any issue with that. On the news, Coinbase's stock has ticked up marginally, and we will be keeping an eye on this as the story develops to see how the stock price continues to move. Unlike the last time the Bitcoin ETF filings were flying around in 2020 and 2021, this time there is much more optimism around the potential for its approval. Coindesk's Liz Napolitano reports. And shifting to Q&A, where we will take a moment to review a listener's question. Here's a question from the listener. After hearing the show on TUSD, I'm curious why some exchanges are seeing stablecoin prices move so much. Binance USDT USD and USDC USD are sliding. Are the volumes of TUSD BTC an issue or FUD or fear, uncertainty, and doubt? 
So this is not investment advice, and I'm definitely not urging you to buy or even trust TUSD, but this recent bout of TUSD losing its peg to the downside on Binance US does feel like FUD. See, Binance US is having issues with the SEC, and TUSD trades very low volume on Binance US. Just one whale trying to get out of TUSD could cause brief depeggings. Stablecoins have their use cases, and for now, the double-edged sword of stablecoins lies here. If you tell everyone where the money that backs the stablecoin is held, then you might depeg if your bank fails. If you tell no one where your money is held, then you're asking users to trust, don't verify, and the stablecoin might depeg if that trust is somehow broken. For now, stablecoins will work whether you need to trust where it's held or trust that it is held somewhere as long as those stablecoins are not algorithmic. And thanks to the listener who sent that question in. A reminder to keep putting those questions in in the Q&A section on Spotify so that we can continue to have interactive conversations on this show. We at Coindesk want to have the show be interactive, so please interact. Until next time. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. For those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can email podcasts at coindesk.com with the subject line, Markets Daily. I'm George Kalutis, and this episode was produced and edited by Eleanor Paul with executive production by Jared Schwartz. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. I'll see you all tomorrow.